0: Rachel, what are you doing? I'm putting together the finishing touches to episode 5 of my Lessons from Loss podcast. Who are you interviewing this week? Kim Furnish. Who's she? She's a coach and someone with her own experience of loss. And this week we talk about the grief model, the intensity of emotions and the opportunities that arise from loss. And the porcupine? Sadly, no (laughs) opportunities for the porcupine in this episode. Never mind, maybe next week. Let's go. Hello, I'm Rachel Smith, and I'm the host of the Lessons from Loss podcast, the podcast in which we share our experiences and stories of loss, and more importantly, what we've learned from them, and how that can guide and define our life today. In today's episode, I'm talking with Kim Furnish, who's the founder of InStar Coaching, and has also experienced loss herself. She lost her father to an illness and was made redundant in a very short spe- period of time. So we'll be talking today about her personal experience, but also hopefully some tips and advice that she can give to people who um, are about experiencing loss. So welcome along, Kim. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for having me. So you lost your dad and were made redundant in a in a short space of time. That must in have been really very... tough. Yeah,
1: in a very short space of time, it all happened um, in 2014, uh, around June, June of 2014. Um, and in fact, there was a, um, another thing that happened, which I realized uh, recently Um so probably it was just so much that my brain probably went into overload at that time. But it just reminded me that I also had a car accident at the same time. Oh, my goodness. So that was a really, really tough time for me. But yes. um, let me tell you about, you know, the whole the, the, those three things, really. And um, and I suppose the intensity of it, because it all happened at, at once and any one of those things would be. Difficult, and you would experience those feelings of grief um, individually, but yes. all together was was a bit much really of course um, yeah so so loss of dad, so dad um, he had kidney kidney failure, and uh, so he was ill over a, a time he was really really healthy for most of his life and never went to the doctors, particularly, so he got to about eighty and um and then he had a knee operation uh, which again was fine and then he had not not long after that he had a fall um which really really sort of like um floored him really he was quite a big man and and uh, and you know the the bigger they are the harder they fall mm-hmm. and he fell and it was really um traumatic for him and there just seemed to be that sort of like downhill from then really and as well as that, he had um, an uh, degenerative eye disease, and so he lost his sight. So bless him, he he was really really healthy for eighty years, and then it all went uh, oh, downhill. Gosh. Yeah. So so that was really. I haven't experienced a lot of loss of people in my life, and I know that you know some people experience that a lot, and they get used to it. Um. And uh, we don't get used to it, but they it, it's more common, if you like. Yes. And that was really with dad is my only experience of losing a person so far. Grandparents possibly that I wasn't particularly that close to, but dad is the one that's been close to me. Mm. And l- luckily I haven't lost any other family members. Um, so that's dad. And I think the thing about that being almost like my first experience of a really um, close person I knew the theory of loss I trained as a counselor and I'd worked with people that had had lost um, people Mm. were experiencing grief and so and I was fairly comfortable with talking about loss and grief Um, and uh, I guess I just knew there was an advantage there that I knew what this process was so that was one advantage yeah and uh, and I gave myself permission to grieve and um and also we one of the things I thought you know sort of like healthy grief is um the funeral how you how you kind of like take how you are in that and for me I think I have that um attitude that a funeral is a celebration of life which I'm thankful for and um and and I and that's how that's how it was for us as a family we pulled together we're a small family mum um and dad obviously and my sister and myself and our respective families but we're quite a small family and we all pulled together and um the loss of dad although it was my first big loss it's, it's actually I feel that it was healthy, so mm. it was a healthy loss. Yeah. Um, I feel that I said all I wanted to say to Dad when he was towards the end of his life, when he was um, when he was ill. I would sit with him and um, spend time with him, and um, our relationship actually got closer as he got older, and uh, so I was really really. Um, grateful that that was so and that we had a close relationship
0: and I think that's really important. Did you consciously do that knowing that he was nearing end of life? Yes I did Mm. and
1: um, I think it was a build-up it it already it already started the fact that um, traditionally he was kind of with dad he was like a provider and you know, he was, if you like, a disciplinarian in the family. And so there was always a little, you know, a bit of distance. And I'd, and I'd kind of, through my counselling work, I'd um, become aware that actually I wanted to be feel closer to him. And so part of that would be for me to invite that. And I did. And I suppose in a way before he was ill, which was quite fortunate, because then as he got um, more disabled, Um, we would our relationship had already started to get closer and and warmer so that was that was good Um, one of the things though that strikes me about that experience is the anxiety that I felt afterwards you know Um, so so there's the grief which I understood what yeah. I didn't understand or what I didn't have any um, experience of or knowledge of was the anxiety that I felt about my own mortality.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And, yeah, so it made me really, for the first time, think about my own death mm. and, you know, what would that, not would it, what would it be like, but what would it be like for the people that are left behind? Yes. And that was quite shocking. I I did not expect that at all, and I don't know if that's a, that's probably a common um, a common um, occurrence. But for me, it was it was quite it was quite not traumatic, but definitely a shock. Yes, and yeah. and I had and I needed to kind of engage all my um, strategies to um, to manage my anxiety. Mm. so you know things like my um breathing and um sometimes I use tapping EFT so I would use some of that um to 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 alleviate this these this this um anxiety that I was feeling
0: I wonder if if people have that anxiety around their own mortality if that's something that perhaps increases or is more common the older you are when you experience or not wow maybe although maybe it's to do with the with the relation it's the order of things isn't it that when maybe it's to do with the parent passing away that actually when a parent passes you are then very much faced with your mortality because you think right (laughs) I'm I'm next in the firing line almost
1: exactly 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 that I you know I think and if I think about you know had I felt like that with my grandparents no I hadn't Mm. and although the relationship was more distant I do think that there's something about order you know the order of of dying and uh, like you saying it's not always that way but it's like well if you know you know I'm the next generation Mm. basically and uh so yes, and and of course over time that eased and I became comfortable with it and almost like accepting that I would as you know I it's okay if you like it's okay to think about your own death.
0: Yes. I and I think and, it's it's really healthy too mm-hmm. as well and something that probably I um, not i mean i assume that it's a cultural thing but actually we're not terribly good as a you know as a general sort of society in talking about not only death of other people but but as you say our own mortality and perhaps what our own desires or feelings or emotions are about about our own life and then death
1: yeah yeah i think you i think that's exactly it it's a uh, we it's not we it's we don't do it we don't talk about mm. it there's lots of things still that you're not lots of things but some things that we still don't talk about and um, that aren't up for grabs um, I mean mental health now is much more talked about yes. and I guess death is there with or, or your own mortality is there with um, is it, still you know maybe needs to be put on the agenda so it's brilliant that you're that you're doing this podcast because it actually gives um a forum for people to discuss it and talk about it
0: yes yeah yeah
1: so so that so that's dad um bless him and you know and we're talking seven years ago and I and we talk about him now and um you know and I he he has a place in my heart and uh, I don't feel like there was anything unsaid, so I feel really, really fortunate about oh, that. Lovely. So, uh, yeah, lovely. And I think he's he's uh, got given a, a lovely legacy uh, for me of positivity um, and strength and passion. that's That's for me what his legacy is to me. so
0: oh that that's beautiful, because often we t- we think about legacy. In terms of uh, financial stuff, wealth, don't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. But actually, to have left a legacy of, you know, those wonderful traits and qualities to have as a mm-hmm. human being, that yeah, just what what a what a beautiful <laughs> way to look at it. I'm I'm so Thank glad you. that you you've talked about that. I yeah, I just think that's lovely. Thank you.
1: I um and and you know when i was reflecting on when i reflect back on you know that time and and i have definitely have that sense that that that's what i'm i'm left with and uh, it was interesting because i i i've written uh, journals over the over the time and i came across uh something that i'd written uh, for him at that time after his death and uh, and it was just the of writing again of what what i felt that our relationship was like and what he'd He'd given me. And the reason I say like that positivity and strength is because I remember him saying, and I'd written this, I'd actually forgotten what it was he said, but I'd written it. So I remembered, which was lovely to see. Um, And he said, and I I wake up in the morning, he would often say this I wake up in the morning and uh, I look in the mirror and I say, it's going to be a great day. And uh, yeah, so I think that's what he's passed on to me, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And makes you wonder if that was the reason that he got all the way to 80 with such great health and vitality.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Um, so, of course, and then, as we said, at the same time, I uh, was made redundant. And, uh, and that was, a that was, a str- again, another loss, a loss of um, role, a loss of identity. And within that, Loss. There was a a real struggle because I, I, I ended up I I felt like it was an un, almost like an unfair um, dismissal or an mm. unfair situation about what was going on, and so I challenged it. So whether I used my there, I was just thinking out loud then and thinking, well, did I use my grief in a way as a strength to fight that fight my corner? Um, because I was, um, the choice I had was uh, um, uh, not, actually, it wasn't redundancy. The choice I was given was another role, which I didn't think was suitable. Mm. I didn't think it was a fair um, choice for me to go to. And so I had to fight that it was a, a local authority. And I, I I fought for redundancy, actually, which, which I thought was a better option than what they were asking me to do. So, yeah, so that was, oh. <laughs> Yeah lots of feelings involved in Gosh,
0: that. yes. And as you say interesting if you were able to channel some of those the the strong emotions from the grief yeah of the the loss of your dad into being able to be sort of quite a powerful force then to to fight your corner yeah. with this. They say don't they that there's no such thing as a bad emotion it's how you use
1: no. it. <laughs> That's right absolutely and I think uh, what's coming up for me now is that life's too short Mm. you know in terms of maybe that you know uh, losing dad or the loss of dad and then being trying to somebody trying to put me into a position that I didn't want to go in into I think maybe that was in my mind was well you know life's too short I need to be true to myself really I just had this real strong sense that what was happening wasn't right and just and fair and so I fought and uh, the good news is that I did win so I you know well done (laughs) so I was able I was able to come out of that with like my head held high and you know and uh, a a happy a a happy good ending for me there yeah
0: did you get any sense of that that your dad was kind of cheering you on from cheering the, me on uh, from the sidelines oh, yeah lovely. definitely yeah come on let's
1: yeah we'll do this together yeah um and having the strength of of his personality behind me definitely and I knew that that he would want me to succeed in that and he would be in my corner as I say and then of course and then the next thing that happened and this was all within I think we had, a, had um, dad's funeral was on the 4th of July. Uh, interesting, I remember that date because independent, 4th yes, of July, Independence yeah. Day. And then, um, uh, and that was in Cornwall and I live in Southampton. And, and so I'd driven back quite uh, soon after that. And it was within that same week that I was in a um, car park and um, I was just coming out of the car park and a police car, no less, reversed because they were on a chase and uh, reversed into me. Oh, uh, obviously didn't see me and so that was that so then I then it was a car accident yeah so oh my goodness
0: were you one th- we'll were talk you about injured? one thing after another I mean obviously um mm. shaken up I yeah imagine. shaken
1: up shaken up um mostly just shaken up shock and it. that's that whole it's the intensity of feelings I think isn't mm. it with loss you know I think the car accident is what loss of control loss of you know freedom in a way because the car is out of action all of that stuff it's it you know as I say you go into those grief feelings of shock denial can't believe that that's happened how could that be after you know what I'm going especially what I'm going through at the moment so anyway I wasn't badly hurt it was it was the it's the
0: timing of it I think that is difficult yes and if you were still I mean certainly that's something that I I recall after I lost my husband and um we he at the time he had a a car through the disability scheme and obviously that had to go back and you know and I Mm. fully understood that but there was a lot of messing about over the the dates and and when they were picking it up and of course I just wanted the car gone because I wasn't allowed to drive it anymore and yeah. it was just sat on the car on the, on the driveway so I'm, yeah and when the chap came to pick it up he knocked on the door and he said is is Mr Smith there and I was so incensed and I just said no he's dead and I slammed the door in his face oh, <laughs> yeah. and then like a minute or two well probably wasn't even a minute but then kind of just took a deep breath opened the door and went I'm really sorry but yeah clearly I'm grieving and he was mortified and he said I he said I'm I'm so sorry this happens so often they don't give oh us gosh. a reason yeah. as to why the car is being returned and obviously it was in your late husband's name so you know yeah. it was fine but it was that absolute you know that force because I'm usually a very sort of laid-back person <laughs> and even I was shocked at the force of the anger yes. that, yeah. that came out so um yeah, I I did feel sorry for him. Oh, like you say, it probably, probably
1: happens happens more more yes. often than you we think. Yeah, but yeah, but, the, that does. Yeah, it will happen, won't it? Because as you say, people don't always have the right information. No, and uh, bless them, have to wear their tin hats. To
0: oh God, yeah, absolutely. So, what would you say were the biggest sort of learnings that you? That you got from that sort of intense period of of loss,
1: I think. I think knowing, understanding grief, I think that is um, that was, if you like, an adv- I had that advantage, knowing that you know grieving is is not just about a person, but it's about life events. So I'm, mm. you know, so grateful that I had that uh, counselling training and uh, understood about grief because I think when you when there's some sort of understanding it's not it's not everything because you still got to experience it and go through the process but I think when you have that understanding you can kind of like make more sense of it and maybe a bit be a bit more compassionate with yourself and like you were then when you said oh you know I'm grieving you know you Um, just give yourself a a break and maybe give yourself what you need if you understand about it. So Mm. that I think is a, was a, a, was a plus point. Um, I think with, I think with dad, I I was really grateful that we had a, a strong relationship and that I spent time with him and time, you know, as always is of the essence and we don't always give that, the yeah. the value that we could and it's the small things and I used to towards the end I would sit with dad and um, read to him and I remember one time he got upset he was upset I was reading to him about old Southampton and old stories of Southampton and uh, he got upset and that was a little bit of a surprise to me because he he wasn't one to be emotional mm. but and just kind of accepting that that's where he was at so being being with um people where they're at I think is a was something that I learned from that I suppose from the the job um tenacity just keep going just keep going I couldn't I couldn't believe actually there was a there was a time when they'd actually ruled against me and then they and then they uh, changed their mind probably because I appealed against it so I'm quite yes. tenacious Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, if
0: at first you don't succeed, yeah, keep going. Try and try again.
1: And, uh, and the car accident, I think that with the whole three together, I think it's about a a bit of my philosophy of life, really be kind to yourself. Mm. You know, especially at the first bit, I was like, oh, gosh, I can't believe this has happened. And then it's like, well, what do I need? That's what I always come down to. What do I, in
0: this situation, what do I need? Yeah, so, that that's it's you know before you before you can even start to think about self care and and being kind, yeah. you you've got to know what it is that you need in order to to show that kindness. If that sort of makes sense, absolutely,
1: it's... absolutely. And I think I am again fortunate that I am practiced in that, but then that comes from many years of personal development counselling training I mean a lot comes back to that because there you're encouraged to you know be self-aware and so that has been
0: my little golden key really I think so for somebody who doesn't have that sort of background in self-development or counselling what would be sort of some things that you might offer that could help somebody either sort of in i suppose in preparation of loss if you know that a loss is approaching because sometimes you do yeah or or when sort of loss comes more sort of suddenly or unexpected so what what would be some some things that would be helpful for people
1: okay so as i said as i was saying about the you know maybe um learn more about the stages and the emotions um I've got an exercise which I I use for my clients so I might I'll do that if that's okay yeah absolutely and um and the other thing I don't think I've really talked about in terms of around that time was it is support Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I mentioned that because that's so important, isn't it? So what I've said is, oh, I I need I knew what I needed or I inquired into what it was I needed. But also, of course, that there is support there, you know, or it's uh, for me, it's very much about drawing on the support of those people around you. And if you don't feel find those people around you very supportive, uh, seeing a, a professional Yes. Because all all through my life, I've used professionals, whether yeah. it's a counsellor or a coach, depending on the the situation. Um, yeah, so that's I think is a really important thing if you can if you can find or you know if you've got someone that you're comfortable with to to explore how you're
0: feeling or
1: and explore what you
0: need. Yes,
1: um, and sometimes the, actually
0: it's better or more beneficial to to speak with a professional or someone who perhaps doesn't have a vested interest in you so that you can actually really talk very freely without them having their own um when I say agenda I don't mean that in a sort of a manipulative way but if you're talking to a friend then they don't want to see you upset because no. they, you know, they have a relationship with you. Whereas if you're, you know, you can maybe sort of talk to someone who, who you don't have that same relationship with, who, who will just hold a space for you to explore yeah. everything yeah. that you need to explore.
1: Yeah, definitely, and and I think there's that whole thing, like you say, about being, you know, not wanting wanting to upset. And if you, it's it's one thing to be in a situation together, like as a family, but there might be things that you want to say that you can't, that you wouldn't want to upset your family. So yeah. taking it outside, if you can, it's not for everybody, but that's what I definitely what I would um, recommend. So there is an exercise that may help if you if people aren't very aware of the stages of grief and they I don't know if you've you've covered this but um when I was counseling uh it really meant a lot to me and I use it in my coaching work now mm. if I get a sense that somebody you know and mostly people have lost something they're going through some kind of loss yeah not necessarily a person job identity yeah. anything so I use this and it's that uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's um State five stages of grief yeah. model and um, so I'll do the exercise and then see what you think so this is what I would say to that say to people imagine that you've lost something of value to you and that could be just something small and I might often say a pen or your phone or your key something that you're used to having around and you've lost it and if you put yourself in that position if you sort of like think about what that would be like right here and now what kind of things do you say to yourself and what do you do how do you behave and how do you feel so you've just literally realized that you've lost that whatever mm-hmm. and um and I think what happens you know I know when I've done it if I've lost something the first thing is I is I sort of like say well, what have I what have I done with it? So you're trying to make sense of what could possibly, where it could possibly be, and what you've done with it. So that is one of the stages, which is searching um, and trying to make sense of, of your, of your loss. Right. And then I might say, I can't believe it. Why was I so stupid? to leave it there you get really hard on yourself don't yeah, you and yeah. give yourself a hard time because you've lost it why didn't you put it where you want where it needed to go so that in a way is disbelief and you get angry at yourself and then you might say if only I I'd put it away or or paid mm. more attention to where I put it which is bargaining there's a stage in grief called bargaining and um and then you might say now what am I going to do because nothing can replace it so you get upset And uh, that might be some sort of depression where you just feel a bit quite helpless. It's like, oh, God. But then at some stage, you will come to some sort of acceptance, which is another stage in grief. So acceptance and you'll go, well, okay, well, I just sort it out and you might possibly find it. So that's for me, it's an illustration of the natural stages that we go through when we've lost something. Like that's what I use in my work if so that people can relate to it
0: yes um, because then if it's the I guess it, those responses are then just amplified when totally. the sense of loss is, is yeah. stronger. when it's
1: stronger yeah. and also they're not in the uh, and the, the grief stage model always says that they're not in an order it's not a linear yeah. process. You go in and out and up and down and you could feel disbelief at any time. You can feel upset at any time. And um, but mm. for il- illustration purposes only, yeah. we go yeah. through it as a, as a linear process. But yeah. um, that I, I did that, oh, goodness knows how many years ago. Um, it's got to be 30, maybe 30 years. No, not quite as many as that, but 25 years ago, I was taught that and I've used it and it's really stayed with me. Mm. so these things that make an impact
0: don't they on you when you hear them yeah but I really like the fact that you you use it in a in something that is relatively small and maybe something you know a loss that that is an inconvenience or you know an annoyance for you but actually as you say that perfectly illustrates because I've always struggled I mean I'm, I'm familiar with the Kubler-Ross model but mm. but I've always struggled with the bargaining side of it when thinking about my own loss of my husband yeah. but actually you just describing it as you know if you've lost your, your phone or a pen oh if only I'd put it away somewhere I'm like oh that's what the bargaining yes is. <laughs> I yeah. can understand that now yeah.
1: yeah yeah oh well that's good yeah it's the if only isn't it Mm. If only I'd done this, and if only I'd done that. And it's like if I'd have done that, things would have been
0: different, but they wouldn't necessarily have been yeah. different. Oh no, that's that's a that's a really a really good model. Thank you for sharing that. Or model, you know, an illustration of the model. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So are there any other sort of things that spring to mind that would be useful or
1: I think that although in my situation, you know, in my, the grief that I've talked about for me, I also think that it's worth thinking about change um, and, the, and the grief that's attached to change. So if you're, you know, if you're going through any change, it's likely that you'll get the lost feelings, but you will also get the positive feelings. And my work is very centered around um, positive emotion Positive psychology, and so there was an um, another incident that happened where I had a I was in a business and um, I had a business partner, and she decided that she didn't want to be in the business anymore. And so I felt that loss, Mm. and yet with that loss, I also felt excitement and um, confidence that I could go it alone, and you know, in excited and hopeful so that was really interesting so so in a situation what you can do is you can yes you can identify the the feelings that we associate with grief but I would say also see if you can tap into the positive emotions and this won't necessarily work with um, the loss of a person Um, And definitely not immediately. It may later on, you'll be able to tap into those positive emotions that you have had. But I would say definitely with change, if you're going through a change in circumstances and you're feeling those difficult emotions then try and tap into those will be your grief
0: emotions and try and tap into your positive ones. And as you were saying that I was thinking sometimes out of loss. And as you say, often not when it's in relation to a person, but maybe the, the loss of identity or a job or or something like that, that there actually comes then an opportunity out of that loss. Definitely. And it's yeah. finding that, of, you know, being, I suppose, moving through, maybe that comes at the acceptance oh. of, the, of the grief model, that at that stage, you can say, okay, well, actually, whilst I wouldn't have wanted that loss to have happened, yeah. actually, I can see the opportunities that that this now gives me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think, in essence, for me, um, there's something that I wrote, I, I did a, an ebook about, and it's called um, Life's Gifts. And oh, okay. uh, so it's, it, yeah, it's something that I I did over a period of time and just collected all these lovely sort of quotes together and wrote around them. And uh, one of the the pieces of writing I did was about letting go. And uh, on that piece of writing at the end, I've put, this is life, a multitude of losses and endless beginnings.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah.
1: Breathe, trust and let go.
0: That is life. Yes endings yeah.
1: and beginnings. <laughs> you know, yeah. Take it right
0: down to the base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we and uh, begin our
0: life, we, you know, our life ends. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's the well, once we've begun our life, that's the only sure certainty, isn't it? it is. That at some point it it will end. Yeah,
1: it will end and all those all those bits in between that we, all those little ones, changes, development, all those things are all, all, you can see them as losses. You can see them as opportunities. And again, I suppose in a way it's your mindset. It's how you look, how you look at something. And, yeah. you know, we were talking about um, tips and how you can get through this. And I think one of the, one of my biggest tools is breathing. Mm. Is that conscious breathing slowing your physiology down getting outside getting
0: into nature a very good uh, friend of mine who is uh, well he was a buddhist monk taught me one strategy which is sort of similar to that breathing was just sort of either stand or sit and take a deep breath and just think right now at this moment how am i, I you know am, am i okay so it's like yeah yeah i i can look around i can see i'm you know, I'm I'm perhaps not in pain, or I'm you know I'm not hungry. I'm I'm safe yeah. at this at this precise moment in time, and yeah. yeah, and I, I do sometimes when I feel sort of panic arising about something, I just 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 stop for just a moment and mm-hmm. just breathe and think right right now at this in this Love second it. in this moment everything's okay don't worry about what's coming up or what's before it's yeah it's okay now and that that's all that it sort of needs to be to to get you through that sort of next bit really
1: yeah definitely and that's really being present isn't it that's being present being mindful and uh almost like being connected because when you said that and i thought there's something that um, my coach says to me where is where are your feet and that's yeah. what i thought of when you said that it's like where are my feet they're right here connected i'm connected to the earth yes um yeah yeah not oh, not like let's, let's not think. get swept away let's let's sta- yeah.
0: stand where we are oh gosh kim i just feel like we could have this conversation go on for hours and hours and hours sort of gems of wisdom would would come out of it um, but I'm sort of mindful of time so thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting to me about your you know your own experiences of loss but also those really fantastic sort of tips and pieces of advice hopefully that people will take on board and and may help and I always think with my podcast I suppose the reason for doing it is I not only, is, you know, I love to learn through experience and and not only through my own experiences, but sort of hearing about other people's experiences and how they dealt with things. And within that learning, it's about if you can just take away one nugget of information that helps just one person, then it's been a, yeah. a worthwhile conversation to have. So yeah, thank you very definitely. much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. I've had an absolute lovely time. And, and I think, as I said, I think it's brilliant that you're opening up
0: um the topic of grief and loss for people oh, thank, thank you. you and just before we go actually please do tell us very quickly about your own podcast <laughs> thank you so uh so I um, present
1: a podcast with my good friend V Portland and um, we call it positivity a work in progress and uh, you can find that on all the um, providers Spotify Google um uh, and Anch- we, we upload it to anchor and uh my lovely son james he pr- uh, produces it for us and we look at all different topics all about personal development
0: and positivity yeah it's like and if anyone's listening to this and thinks they'll check it out then i absolutely recommend it i i tune into all your episodes so oh, thank <laughs> you it's a, a really good listen good. lovely thank you so much thank you rachel Thank you, Kim, for that wonderful chat about loss and grief. Some great tips and advice in there for you to consider. If you'd like to know more about her work, you can find her at instarcoaching.com or follow her really great podcast, Positivity, A Work in Progress. As always, if this episode has brought up stuff for you, please reach out for support. I'd like to thank my network for support in putting this podcast together, and to Jamie Farrell for the beautiful music, And thanks to you for listening. I'll be back in two weeks' time with another lesson from loss.